Today is Wednesday, June 19th. This is your daily perspective from Politics NC. I'm Kirk Kovac here in Raleigh. Thomas is on the phone with us in Carborough. Thomas, how are you doing so far? Great. How are you doing, Kirk? I'm well enough. So Monday, we focused on Cal Cunningham entering the U.S. Senate race uh, for the Democratic primary. Uh, Yesterday, Eric Mansfield was announced, but there are two candidates who have been running for a while that are not getting as much attention. Um, that is Fuller from Mecklenburg and then State Senator Eric's, Erica Smith um, from the Northeast of the state, I believe. So you wrote about them today and you also did a bit of a description of, of what a campaign is like and really just how expensive it is to get a proper a serious campaign for statewide office off the ground. So could you walk us through that? Sure. After we wrote about or talked about Cunningham and, and Mansfield, I got a few questions. Why, why aren't you looking at Erica Smith or why aren't you looking at Trevor Fuller? And Erica Smith is a state senator from northeastern North Carolina and um, Fuller's a county commissioner from Wake County. Both of them got into the race in January. Um, Part of the reason we haven't talked about them is, is I didn't realize they had gotten in the race until much after, much later. Uh, I, I heard somebody say they got into the race. And um, the reason Mansfield and Cunningham got so much attention is because they've got profiles. Both of them have been statewide candidates in the past. Um, both of them have been relatively involved in, in uh, the political uh, system since. Um, and, and then when they rolled out their campaigns, they did it in a very professional manner. They both created uh, high production value videos. They put them out on social media. They had people pushing them. Um, so you saw them on Facebook. You saw them on Twitter. It, it, it created a bit of a buzz. Uh Cunningham has already shown that he can raise serious money. He had $300,000 when he was running for lieutenant governor by the, by the end of December, and I don't think he got in much earlier than that. So he raised money really quickly. Um, we'll see about Mansfield. We don't know what his numbers are yet. He, he's, he, he, has been, he had an exploratory committee set up in April, and now he's a full-fledged candidate. Uh, well, the, the June 30th reports will tell something. But the reason money matters so much is that these races are very expensive. And they, they get more expensive as they go along. Fuller and, and Smith both only showed somewhere between twenty dollars and $25,000 raised in the first quarter. And in the scheme of, of senatorial uh, politics, that's not even getting off the ground. And the reason is, is, is you got to look at what the structure of one of these campaigns looks like, you, you know, and you can run a campaign any way you want. You can run it with, you can have different strategies, different tactics, but at the end of the day, the infrastructure is the same. The first thing you have to have is, is a, is a fundraising operation. It's the first thing any campaign should set up. And you need, in a Senate race, you need somebody who has a lot of experience raising big money. And, and that big money doesn't necessarily have to come in big chunks. It could come in small chunks. But they still have to have a solid track record of putting together millions of dollars for a campaign. And 
somebody like that's going to cost you at the bare minimum five thousand dollars a month um and and that's that's the low end and then that person's going to need a support staff so even if it starts out with just one person as a support staff, that, that's another probably $3,000 a month. So you, you're already into an $8,000 a month program. Then you're going to have to have your, your database that, that tracks your, your finances. And that's the, the one Democrats use is called NGP, um, and most of them. And, and there's some other ones, Nation Builder. But when you get through paying for all the bells and whistles you need, you're going to have $1,000 a month. There's another, you know, it's $9,000. Um, and then to get the buzz you need, you, you, you kind of got to have a social media team. You've got to have a digital team out there pushing it, and it's probably going to include ads. If any of you guys are on Facebook, as soon as somebody gets in the, in, into the race, Facebook ads light up your feed. And, uh, you know, telling people you're in the race, asking for money, whatever it is. And, and those end up costing $1,000 a month. But the digital people putting it together are probably going to cost you four or $5,000 a month. So, so at this point, you're getting close to $15,000 a month. And that's not to, the, the other part of the fundraising is the compliance team. These federal races are complex. You can't just go get your neighbor to go be your treasurer. You need to hire a compliance firm. Otherwise, you're going to get in trouble. And um, those things are going to cost you at the bare minimum $2,000 a month. Real quick, you're getting up to $20,000 a month in, in, in overhead. And this is at the front end of the campaign. This is the very beginning of a campaign. So if it's going to take you somewhere at, at, at the low end, $20,000, and this is before you hire a campaign manager who's going to cost you somewhere, probably if, if you get an experience campaign manager who's run a bunch of congressional races or a U.S. Senate race before, or maybe a governor's race, you're talking at the bare minimum $7,500 a month and more like $10,000 a month. So, so all of a sudden, you're raising $25,000 a quarter. You, don't even, you haven't even raised enough money to cover a month's infrastructure. And these races are like small businesses that grow very fast. You know, your finance team, within two or three months, your finance team is probably going to have five or six people working on it. And if it doesn't, you're probably not going to raise the money you need to raise because it's going to cost you millions of dollars to run this race, not, not tens, or, tens or hundreds of thousands. And money coming in that fast, to get it, you're going to have to have a, have a sophisticated team of people. So that's the reason that, that right now, I'm not seeing either Erica Smith or, or Trevor Fuller putting together the type of campaign that can really be competitive in a modern U.S. Senate race. Now, both of them could change that dynamic, but they're going to have to really start leveraging their contact list. They're going to have to put together a more professional operation. Um, and, and unless they do that, I think you're going to watch Cunningham and Mansfield kind of leave them behind. So... That, in a nutshell, is why it costs so much to run these races. And, you know, I've got a, a friend of mine, Scott Gale, who's a, who's a great fundraiser, um, has a saying. He says, uh, money is not the most important thing in politics, but all the most important things in politics cost money. And that, in a nutshell, is why these races cost so much. 
Well, for a final thought here, do you think that's the big divider between candidates who are serious and not so serious people who think they just register for the office and that's all they have to do to start versus the folks that know from experience perhaps um, that you have to really invest thousands of dollars to have a serious campaign? I think if you're a serious candidate, you really ought to know what you're getting into when you get into that race. And you should know right off the bat that you're talking about raising, you're, you're talking about spending of thousands and thousands of dollars per month to put together the infrastructure to run. Um, and, and I think too many people think, man, I could be a great senator. Or, Boy, I could run a great campaign without ever really understanding what the process is. So, yes, to, to some degree, what you said, I think is correct. Well, we will certainly keep up with these campaigns now. There's uh, at least four on the Democratic side, and I actually think there's three running on the Republican side, but I haven't heard so much about the third person. I believe it's a woman. But we will follow these closely and see what shakes out over the next months. And uh, see how the vote comes out in the end. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you for listening to Perspective from Politics NC. If you liked our podcast today, be sure to leave a review wherever you listen. Follow us at Politics NC on Twitter and like our page on Facebook. Be sure to visit politicsnc.com to read the articles we discuss each day and where new articles are posted every morning.